Scott for Scott's here. Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed, or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Like me, Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. It's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to our special live on YouTube edition of the Orange Weekly pre-game podcast. David and I are here to break down the Thursday game against the Indianapolis Colts that our Denver Broncos are about to take on. And David, I, I don't know about you, but man, these Thursday night games, these Thursday night Bronco games are really messing with my schedule. Yeah, I don't care for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got... We've got, I know the players don't like it. You know, it's nice that the Broncos have a game tomorrow, I guess, but that's, that's, it's not, they could, they could not. And, and I would be just fine with that. Like if they, if they started doing Saturday night football, I know they're treading on the NCAA's toes if they do this, but if they started doing Saturday night football instead of this, this, I'd be fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this Thursday. And I and I'm interested to see how the NFL Players Association gets this and going forward. I I do think that like if you're gonna do a Thursday game, do it before a bye week or after a bye week, mm-hmm. right? Do it after a bye week, so then you have the bye week and then your Thursday night game, and then you have a whole week and to prepare for the next game, and you have all that time off and. Um, yeah, but it's definitely killing my Thursday night or my Wednesday night and uh, interesting. To try to schedule the pregame podcast here has been interesting. Normally we record on Thursdays, but it's kind of hard to do when the game's going on. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so we decided to kick this over to YouTube today. This is uh, the night before the game, so if you guys are watching, appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Rob. Um, but for now, just sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. All right, David. Indianapolis. Let, let's let's start. Let's start here. Let's talk about the injuries. Yeah. I, I feel like we got to start. We got to start with the injuries I mean, on both sides. But like, got to talk about we it. We have we have to talk about this. It, how how worried are you with the injury? Obviously, the the, the season engi- ending injury to Javante Williams, but the injuries on the other side to uh, Randy Gregory. You know, so we got some big hitters that are that are down, and and I'm worried. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, there's nothing nothing you can do about it, but it it sucks. Um, yeah, you're you're now you're counting on uh, Baron Browning or Nick Benito to really step up on that other edge rushing spot, and Randy Gregory was doing it at one you know 
at, you know, best in the league, top five in the league level as far as production and pressures, as, as far as, uh, you know, PFF grades, he was, he was playing really well. And to lose out on a pass rushing force like that, even with Bradley Chubb playing well this season, and he is, um, it's, it sucks, man. Especially that one, I think is going to be a rough one. Javante Williams. Yeah, that stinks too. Cause he could, you know, the, the potential there to be special there, I think is, is, is still there with, with him. But you hadn't seen it quite yet. You hadn't seen that really bust out this season yet in a way that Gregory has. So to me, that's the more immediate loss right now. And it's, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Melvin Gordon in this game. Yeah, I I think 100%. Uh, a lot of pressure on Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, obviously, you can't talk about Melvin Gordon without talking about the fans' interest right now and his, and his lack of ability to hold onto the ball recently. It always just comes in bad times and the biggest the biggest times and uh, biggest momentum swings, which is frustrating for him and for Broncos country to see. But he's our guy going forward. Uh, I, you know, we just picked up Latavius Murray off of the practice squad, of the Saints practice squad. Uh, I don't think he's going to be our number one guy. I think he's just a depth ad. And you know, I definitely don't think he's playing against uh, tomorrow against the Colts. I don't, I don't think he's – if he plays, right. if he suits, you're going to see him get a couple snaps here and there. And the, the call to him is going to be after the play is called, they're going to pull him aside and go run right or right, zone yeah. right, spread right, stretch right, right? Like, so um, I, I just don't know how much we're going to see out of him. And uh, but Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's our guy going in this game. So let's start there. Let's start on the offense, David. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing that can Melvin Gordon make this his comeback game and win the hearts and minds of Broncos country? Well, I'll tell you, if this Colts defense has a strength, uh, it's their front seven. Um, DeForest Buckner leading the way there, really, really good run stopping uh, ability there, defensive tackle, but also a really good pass rusher from that position. Um, and it's you know that's going to be that could cause the interior of our def- or our offensive line some trouble with Bram Glasgow and Lloyd Cushenberry there. Uh, Quiddy Pay on the edge, that's another one. You know, kind of been playing underratedly well this year. Um, so, you know, that that whole that right side of their defensive uh, left side of their defensive line, right side of our offensive line, that could be a concern. Um, on the left side, you've got Yannick Ngakwe, uh, you know, kind of an old old friend of ours after playing with the Raiders, yeah. I think, part of last year. Um, and then on the and then Grover Stewart in that four three look. Uh, so that's going to be and you, um, really the test for me is is. Can this run game beat this this defensive line early? Can they set the tone? Um, you know, they've also got a, a decently ranked, at least as far as PFF grades go, inside linebacker. And I know that's going to set Jared on fire. Um, EJ Speed is his name, and he's got, you know, he's, he's got a pretty good PFF grade. I haven't seen him play very much this season. But with uh, Shaq Leonard not going to be available, and he hasn't been available so far this season, except for like half of one game, that's going to be the, you know, the real test. Do you think Jared, they're going to be able to run up the middle against those kind of players? Yeah. So that's just it. That, uh, that linebacker, EJ speed, uh, you know, I love me, my linebackers. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a big, he's a big run defense linebacker. Like that's his, that's his thing. He's kind of, he's kind of reminds me a little bit of ours. Um, and, and I, I think that he just fills, he just fills the hole where he needs to fill the hole. And uh, he's got a 90, 90 PFF grade on the run defense, but his coverage grade is low. So, 
if Russell Wilson's gonna gonna step up a game, I think this is gonna be it. I, it's gonna be hard to get the play action going, get the run game going against that front seven. I think you're right. It's gonna be very difficult to get that run game going. If we do it, we gotta stretch it. I don't think we're gonna be able to go on the inside, right? Inside crap we talk about it all the time. That inside crap. We're not, we're not going to be able to get the inside crap. Uh, and we're going to have to stretch it out and stretch the field with Melvin Gordon's speed and hopefully get him on the outside or get him on a break. Once we get past that front seven, though, David, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, we're talking, we might be off to the races if we can get to this, to the secondary and Rodney McLeod there at the safety to- and, and uh, Rodney Thomas uh, in the back. First year guy, seventh round draft pick, rookie out of Yale uh, as their starting safety. So, um, and then on the corners, right, you have Moore the second, who's a Kenny Moore the second, who's an, been in the league, kind of a journeyman guy. And then um, Stefan Gilmore's there. Okay. Stephon, I forgot Stefan yeah. Gilmore went yeah. to the Colts. Not So, Stefan yeah. Gilmore, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've always thought Stefan Gilmore was overrated. Mm. I hate well, I hate saying that, but I think they hyped him up for a lot to be like this number one shutdown guy. And I just don't. I don't think he's the scary shutdown guy like Pat Sertan is. Like, well, he's I don't not think anymore. Wide receivers are going up against him, being like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm going up against Stephon Gilmore." You know, he's not anymore for sure. And it, it, you know, I think there was a little bit of that mystique to him, that Patriots X corner mystique um, that J.C. Jackson also has going for him. And I think the Colts, the Colts, the Chargers are about to find out that that might not be all they thought it was when they signed him to a big deal. Um, but getting into the secondary in general a little bit, Jared, I want to talk about it from a bit of a more macro view. Um, just in that Gus Bradley plays more straight up defense than almost any coordinator in the league. He, he plays base defense. He runs cover three, uh, you know, I don't know, 90% of the time, 80% of the time, something like that. He, he comes from that, you know, old school Legion of Boom Seattle um school of defense and you know what he's going to be doing russell wilson has practiced against the gus bradley defense for years uh he knows how to win against the gus bradley defense what do you see in in that matchup because that you know that cover three especially you're going to have numbers outside the routes or uh, or routes outside the numbers you're going to have those completions available to you and that's where russell wilson really likes to target less than the middle of the field so what do you think, Jared? Is that going to be an advantage for us? Uh, well, matchup? absolutely. And, and, mm-hmm. and right now, Russell Wilson's favored. He loves the short stuff. He loves mm-hmm. to give it within, you know, he's not, which is funny. We got him, we got him thinking he has the best deep ball in the game and we've only seen it maybe once or twice, but that's uh, we haven't I, really seen him stretch the field. You know, he's definitely yeah. dropping it off. Uh, but that's what I think is going to be yards is his yeah. favorite spot. And that's what I think is going to be there. Deeper shots outside the numbers. You're going to get isolation routes against corners or safeties trying to cover that deep third of the field. Um, And I think you're going to get favorable one-on-one matchups deep. And Russell Wilson is going to try to take advantage of them this game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you took, if you take uh, Hamler or Judy against any one of those corners one-on-one, he's probably going to take that. He's going to take that 80% of the time, I think. For sure. but what what I what I also like about cover three in this defense is that now you're putting linebackers one on one with our tight ends mm-hmm. and maybe some of our slot guys. You have to you have to pull somebody in in order to go cover three to take the deep away. Someone has to go cover the flats. You can't just leave that open, especially when they play base as much as they do and they don't like to put a nickel back on the field that often. So right. yeah, you've got it exactly right. right. So, so you're talking now, now Melvin Gordon, if we're talking about having a comeback game, how about he gets five or six catches out of the backfield for 80 mm-hmm. yards? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? I and and you get you get someone like Sobert or Okwebenam who has been kind of you know quiet. Uh, <laughs> Might be in the coach's doghouse at this point. Not you know, yeah. So, I think he had one so, snap last game. So don't know don't know what's going on there. Uh, mm. There is rumors. David, correct me if I'm wrong. Are we getting our rookie to be playing? No, I don't think so. No, Dulcich. Dulcich, right? I don't believe has been able to practice yet. I think he's still on an injured reserve. Um, I think, I think he could have come off this week uh, if yes. we pulled him off. I think this right. could have been the first week because it's week right. four. Right, and I think that with the short, the condensed week, I think the coaching staff wanted to just focus on the players who would actually be available. Uh, so yeah. I would look to see him maybe down the line a little further, probably next week or the week after. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know, Greg Dolchich probably not going to play this game. But you're right, I like the matchup again of our tight ends and running backs against these against these linebackers if we can get there, or you know, if KJ Hamler ends up in the slot with a with a linebacker on him or Jerry Judy. That's you yep. know that's the matchup you've got to take all day, um, right? Or you you yeah. go you go four wide, you go four wide, and they stay in base. You got mismatch heaven, yeah. And, and absolutely, you're just you could literally you have the whole playbook at your at your wheelhouse once you get that mismatch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I I would love to see what Hackett can cook up um, against this defense, and I think that's that's what he should be looking at going four wide, maybe shit go five wide. Get get our speedsters out there. Get um, you know Tyree Cleveland. I don't know if he's healthy. If he's still on the uh, what his situation is, but get get some other guys out there. Get some get Kendall Hinton out there. Get Kendall Hinton out there in a five wide situation and just make them match us up and mm-hmm. make them make them make a decision on who they're going to cover and which one of those two to three of those guys go deep. What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. Right? So, um. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm interested to see how Nathaniel Hackett cooks up his offense on this uh, on this game, or if he's um, or where where he goes. And and the other thing too is we we haven't been starting off super hot. I don't have we scored on a first drive yet. I know we scored a first quarter touchdown against the Raiders, but I don't think we scored a first drive touchdown against the Raiders. Right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been it's been a slow moving offense to start. And I'd like to see him come out and do something against someone who's, you know, stereotypically just kind of sticks with his own stuff and he doesn't really change stuff up week to week. So right. I'd like to see what, what what Nathaniel Hackett and his team and his offensive uh his offensive team can can get together. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Um so I that, think that's I mean that's I'm gonna take that as your matchup, your wanna matchup for on the, our offense versus their defense is the tight ends and, and running backs versus their linebackers. And that's, I like it. That's 100 my matchup. Yeah, I like that. Um, for me, it's going to be Graham Glasgow and Lloyd Cushionary against DeForest Buckner. Um, and can they keep him out of the backfield? Can they keep him out of Russell Wilson's lunch long enough for him to hit those longer developing routes? Because I'll tell you, we've seen Russell Wilson be willing to stand in there and take a sack, and I think that that is that's part of his game. Uh, I think that you you have seen him try to evolve other parts of his game, um, i.e., run less for all the good that it's doing us. Whether you can you know, they say it's a good thing or not, it could be argued. Um, but yet he's running less. He's passing the ball over the middle of the field more, um, which is not something that he's he likes to do traditionally. But he's still taking those. Oh God, Russ. Do, you know, stop trying to make a, a 30 yard play, just get the ball out of your hand. And then he takes a sack sacks. It's yeah. and that. I don't know that that's going to go anywhere. That's just going to be the way it is sometimes. 
I, I know this is the pregame podcast, but shout out to uh, to Eric Sobert for that catch over the middle on a very, very important drive. That was a beautiful toss and catch, like right between two guys. Both both Russell Wilson and Sobert, that was just a beautiful play. It, Great looked, it looked amazing. Yeah, absolutely loved right. It. And I'd love to see that more often. I loved. I can't wait to see Dolce's come in and see that connection too. It'd be great to see. Sure would be um, nice. All right, so before we switch over to the other side of the ball, David, I think, what are we favored for? Three and a half points we're favored in this game, right? That's it. It's nice to be, you yeah. know, nice to be on the, the winning side of that. Uh, that, at this point, at least. Nice to be on the winning side of that. And guess what? If you want to be on the winning side of something, you need to check out DraftKings Sportsbook because all the NFL action is right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns. We're talking big plays and even bigger wins at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers right now can bet $5 on any NFL team to win and you can get $200 in free bets if they do. If you bet right now that the Broncos win tomorrow night, you get $200 in free bets if they win. Just straight up, $5, and you get $200. Those odds are spectacular. Look, if you check this out, in addition to the additional usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Um, So if you want to take Cortland Sutton's yards and uh, Russell Wilson on the over on his yards, and then you want to take uh, the under on the total amount of points. I don't know what the under is right now on the total amount of points. You can make that a stepped-up same-game parlay, and then you can win all season long with those stepped-up same-game parlays. This is what I need you to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when they place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Obviously, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I got to get in on those same game parlays, man. I mean, I'm a little surprised that you're not already. I, I'll tell you what, John, on our on our, uh, on our our show, the tailgate talks, if you're checking out our tailgate talks right before the games, John's been h- hitting them. I, we need to get oh, yeah. him on our Ragers at some point. Oh, yeah. We need to re- bring... Bring Ragers back. We need to get John on Ragers. Get him some sort of nickname like a John Wager. Now I'll think on it. I'll sleep on it. Um, and he uh, he's been killing it. One, yeah, I think I think he's been doing a great job. So shout out John. Um, and keep keep it up. Uh, so check out our tailgate talk because he's going to give you some good bets that he's taken. And uh, he's right now he's doing pretty well. Yeah, definitely making some money for himself. It's good good stuff. Yeah, always, always nice to make money for yourself, man. You got to, you got to do it. Isn't it? Boy, it is too. All right, hey, let's switch, let's switch the side of the ball. While we have the injury on the offensive side, we talked a little bit about the running backs. We also have injuries on the defensive side that we also talked about at the beginning of the show. Baron Browning, is that going to be our guy? I mean, it's him or Nick Benito. Like that's you know we've been we've been hearing all all off season about how well the transition to edge for Baron Browning is going, and it's just so far in his rotational snaps, he hasn't exactly pop leaped off the film leapt off the film um so yeah it, it you know maybe with more consistency in there maybe with more playing time he'll he will get better um certainly against these colts tackles they're gonna have a chance um with the let's see who's left tackle uh matt Pryor, matt Pryor. and you've got right tackle uh, let's see braden smith over at right tackle so their second round pick from 2018 is braden smith uh, Matt Pryor came over from the Eagles, uh, where I don't think he was ever a starter. I think he was always a, a reserve player there. 
Um, so you've definitely got opportunities to rush the passer here. Um, and especially with Jonathan Taylor not playing, you know, it's going to be crucial for them to be able to shut down a back like Naheem Hines, try to make the Colts one-dimensional early, and that's going to help whoever's in there pass rushing on the opposite side of Bradley Chubb because they can just pin their ears back and go. Yep. So uh, let's let's move inside, right? So important part to this offensive line is probably the best guard. If if I'm if I'm going to take if somebody said who's the best guard in the National Football League, I'm probably saying Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's just he's just a monster. He's a beast. He, he every single game he's just showing people up. However, on the other side of the on the other side of the ball, you have uh, Carter O'Donnell who's on the IR and got injured, and now you have Will Fries. I love me my Penn State Nitty Nine Lions, man. You know how I love me my Penn State. He's not playing super hot. I mean, I don't think I don't know what he's going to be able to do stepping up for an injured Carter O'Donnell um, on that right guard position. So I'm interested to kind of watch that matchup. I'm not taking it from a matchup, but let's see what DJ Jones um, can do against that right side of the that right side of the field. Absolutely. Um, either him, either him or Deshaun Williams being able to to get pressure up um, through that right tackle, and then Ryan Kelly, um, you know, veteran guy, veteran. He's for a long time been in the league. Uh, also a real, pretty good center, not having a great season this year, but not having a bad one. Let's see what we can do up the middle of the field on those passing downs, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to see on those rundowns, I think you're going to see a lot of runs to that left side of the of the Colts offense. For sure. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. And, and, you know, if they can shut down that run game, I know there was a little controversy as to Matt Ryan's fumble stats last week on the, on the Tuesday show. Uh, he does. He has nine nine fumbles this season. He has only lost three so far. Um, so he's had a little bit of luck there. Uh, but yeah, he's had nine fumbles so far this season. And if if you guys think Melvin Gordon's issues are bad right now, that's that's something the Broncos have to exploit. They've been really good at forcing fumbles this season so far, um, and they've really really got to get at least I think one turnover in this game just to kind of get their mojo back, if nothing else, to kind of get their swagger back on defense. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan just kind of, they kind of picked him up thinking he was going to be a big uh, big star coming over there, and he's just not really showing what he did in Atlanta, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and but between him having his issues, uh, Jonathan Taylor being out and having their backup, Naeem Hines, coming in, and not for nothing, who does he, other than Michael Pittman, he doesn't have a lot to throw to. That's true. And yeah. My, I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love me some Michael Pittman, um, you know, the, tr- the, the third year Trojan, uh, third year guy out of USC. Um, he was a guy that was up there, obviously Jerry Judy, you know, and uh, the other Alabama went to uh, probably shouldn't say his name. I think he's out of the league now. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Devonte Freeman. No, no, no. Devonte Freeman. Wow. No, uh, Devonte Smith. He's the, he's another Alabama no. receiver. Uh, oh, I know no, who's Henry the, Ruggs. Yeah, the one okay. from that went to the Henry Raiders. Ruggs. Yeah, that, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he wasn't obviously on the lo- same line in the, in the first round as Henry Ruggs and and Jerry Judy, but Michael Pittman was in any other draft class probably a number one wide receiver. Um, that draft class just was stacked with wide receivers, and I think he's he's playing very well this year for as as much as he's got going for him. But yeah. these other guys. Um, you know, Paris Campbell is their slot receiver. And on the outside, they have Alec Pierce, who is a rookie second-round pick. Um, he's not really picking up so much. So they got young guys at the receiving core, mm-hmm. a quarterback who can't seem to hold on to the ball to save his life, 
and basically Quentin Nelson is playing the Joe Thomas game of like, I I'm on I'm a really good guard on a really bad team. <laughs> yeah, help me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you're I mean you're right about Pittman too. That's six four two twenty frame. Um, it's it's you know it's a matchup problem for most cornerbacks. Um, I don't I do think that Pat Sertan has the length to run with him certainly. Um, for sure. And and yeah, like you say, an Alec Pierce. Second round rookie doing doing some okay things, but yeah, he hasn't he he hasn't put it all together yet for sure. Um, and then Paris Campbell just yeah hasn't he's a I think a second round draft pick from or a third round pick from them yeah second round pick from a couple of years ago. It just yep. hasn't hasn't quite coalesced for Paris Campbell. Um, so yeah, I I like our matchup there of our secondary versus uh, these receivers. I think you've got a turnover coming in some form or other. Uh, maybe this is Pat Sertan's first interception of the year this week, but yes. yeah, that that's I'm looking at that um, now. Well, now, now, what do you think? Do we take Pat Sertan and, and do what we did with Vontae Adams? Um, maybe. I mean, and, and he or wasn't. Do, on... Or do we like? I, I think. Or are we okay with taking Ronald Darby and just being like, whatever side he lines up on, he lines up on. As long as I... he doesn't line up in the slot, I think we're fine. I think we're okay with either. Honestly, I think we're okay with all of the above. Um. I don't think they 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 see uh, Michael Pittman as necessarily the same caliber of receiver as Devontae Adams, and probably won't require the same kind of attention. Now, Agreed. Jared, I, I I made this admission on the Tuesday show, and and you weren't there. It's fine. Uh, it's no, fine. I'm sorry. Um, but I do think the inside linebackers got a little bit exposed against the Raiders. Now. Everybody on the defense played bad against the Raiders run game. Um, there was missed True. tackles with the defensive line. There was missed tackles in the secondary. But yeah, the inside linebackers did not look good. Uh, and I am wondering, what do you? What's your? What's your take? Do you think they're going to bounce back this game? I defer to the ILB bro uh, for this take. I uh, first off want to thank my family uh, for this award and um, forget everybody who's helped me get here. Jesus, thank you so much. And uh, just a real quick, I got just got to take a second to say I told you so. Um, however, however, uh, I I think this is a bounce back game for them. I just don't think they have the run game. Uh, and, and you know it's funny we said this against the Raiders. We were like, you know, Raiders aren't the guys that I I was more worried about this against Jonathan Taylor uh, than I was against the, the Raiders with their yeah. offensive line. But you're right, yeah. our our inside our interior and not just the linebackers for for the record. Mm -hmm. I think our interior in general, that both yeah. Joneses, I think they got, they all got kind of shown of like for, for what they can do. They, they can't take four gaps, I think. <laughs> and, and what, what ended up happening was, was they found, they found the hole and they found, yeah. And you, you saw some of our linebackers make not bad reads, but just kind of get washed out in the play. And uh, as much as I hate to say it, they game plan pretty well against it and, and just took advantage of what they could take mm. advantage of in the, in the running mm -hmm. back had a field day on us unfortunately and yeah um you're right the defense in general just kind of was not not the same defense we saw in the first three games which is just disappointing but i think this is a bounce back game i think for this is a bounce back game for not just not just the defense not just the linebackers but for the whole team i think yep. this is a bounce back game yep it's um, called the six and, and a half another... gaps jared you go six and a half gaps six every defensive lineman he's only responsible for six and a half and you go it's not you, that hard no it's really not you go <laughs> you got this one, one job right a gap <laughs> b gap you've got no. obviously the c gap but 
not enough people know about the F and the G gaps, and right. they're right behind you. You just you take yeah. one step back and to the right, and you're in the G gap. One step back into the just... left, you're in the F gap. It's not. It's really. It's not that difficult. I don't. I don't understand. I'm on one side. I'm on the other side. Right. I'm it's... on one side. I'm on yeah. the other side. We're it's playing not that difficult. Right. We're playing zone defensive line, and I just. I think if you if you're playing gap sound and sticking with your assignment, it's going to be really really hard to stop. They've just got to. They've just got to. You just got to play your gaps. You've got to play your gaps. gaps. Just do your job. Do your job. <laughs> You're getting paid several million dollars. Do your job. Yeah, if I'm paying you several million dollars, you can you can cover seven several gaps. All right, that's all I got. That's <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh man, love it. Now, all right. Well, let, that's that's it on that side. Let's um, give Montreal Washington our weekly shout out because every week he's like, oh man, this guy's an electric punt returner, and every time he gets the ball in his hand, he seems to make something happen. Um, yeah, and he's every in every game he's one or two tackles away from breaking a big one off to change the momentum of the game. That's it. Um, so like, he's the what goat. Is it's going to happen? He, he's there, there. So he's the goat of this game. Capital G O A T uh, on special teams. The goat, lowercase G O A T uh, of special teams, has to be the long snapper, uh, Jacob Boban Moyer. Yeah, we know you. We we, we see snap. you. Yeah. When there's there's no reason to know the long snapper's name unless he did something bad and he did something bad. That high snap, uh, you know, caused us to miss that extra point. It ended up being kind of a big deal at the end of the game because you needed two scores at the end of the game instead of a potential one score to, to tie it up um, on that final drive. So yeah, it it just you know, shame Jacob Boban Moyer, naughty boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and good on Waitman for trying to get it down. It just was way too high, and the speed of bringing it. it down ended up bouncing it off. It was just you can't really blame the holder on that. Uh, no, nope. that was nope. that's rough. That's uh, on the that long snapper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, so we got our special teams out of the way. We got a special team shout out of the way. Uh, uh, oh, did we talk about? Did we talk about on defense on our defense with the matchup you're looking at? Oh, uh, we got to, we got to pick a matchup here. And the matchup that I am picking is Draymond Jones against, uh, I don't know if it's uh, Will Fries or Will Freeze, uh, but either way, um, that's going to be what I'm really looking at there. Uh, you know, Draymond not having the, the breakout season that many of us anticipated from him yet. Uh, so I want to see him get it going against a backup, against somebody who, you know, again, according to the PFF grades, which aren't everything in this league for sure, but it's a it's a measuring stick. And according to that measuring stick, Freeze or Fries is not playing that well. So, yeah, go out there, Draymond Jones, take care of business, maybe, you know, get a sack, cause an interior pressure, uh, blow up a run play for a tackle for loss, do, do it five times. Uh, right. You know. Go out there and win. Yep, I think that's something we're gonna. I agree with you. I think that's something we're gonna see at least once or twice. A, a, a just a blown up, like blow him up for a tackle for a loss, and maybe even a sack, or at least get you know get Matt Ryan uncomfortable, and then you could you could see what my matchup with uh, Pat Sertan versus literally anybody. Because I agree with you. I think I thought it was gonna be a hot take, but David stole it. I shouldn't don't tell him anything. Uh, Pat Sertan with his first pick of the year. I think I'm mm. calling it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. tomorrow night he's going to get his first pick of the year. And I think it's going to come from Matt Ryan being uncomfortable because we have some interior pressure. And he's going to throw just 
an off ball and Pat Sertan is just always in position, no matter when it is. If it's not a perfect ball, Pat Sertan's going to take advantage of it. And I think this is the game and this is the week that he does it. There it is. Very good. Awesome. All right. Well, let's go to, let's go to uh game scores, game predictions. Um, what, what do you think? Thursday night, man, this is not everyone's fully healthy. Not everyone's yeah, ready. Thursday night sucks. I, we, yeah, there's just, there's no, the players hate it. Uh, the fans, we say we hate it, but we're going to watch it. And that's the, like, we can say we hate it all we want, but the number that matters, the thing that matters to the NFL is how many people end up watching. It. How many people watch. Yeah. That's what's that. What, what, that's the only thing that would convince them to pull it off of TV as if nobody was watching it. And we're all going to watch it no matter how much we complain about yeah. it. So that's yeah. not on Amazon happen. prime on Amazon prime, like, streaming exclusively on Amazon prime. Um, yep. So uh, score prediction, I think the Broncos make it over 25 points this game for the first time. They were, you know, potentially a Melvin Gordon fumble away from doing it, doing it against the Raiders. Um, so I think well, we scored over 20 against the Raiders, 25, 25. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I can pick them to get to 30, but I will say, I think they're going to score 27 and I think they're going to hold the Colts to, well, we'll call it 17, 27, 17 Broncos. Um, I didn't think the Raiders would score a touchdown. No, you did not. Week. No, you, you picked them to score nine points. So nine points. Yeah. I was a little off mm -hmm. by the first quarter. Uh, I think that was uh... just a little. However, I will, I will start with that is my downfall. I, I predicted them to push run. I did predict though. And I think we both did that. The Broncos for the first time this season would score over 20. We did no no well yeah. no I think I think I said I think I said it would be like thirteen ten no 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 right. you said twenty I said, you said 20, twenty like four I said or something. twenty I said twenty I said twenty yeah. exactly okay yep, yeah yeah we, we, we both predicted they'd score over twenty so maybe our offense is starting to get something going you're like you're right the one Melvin Gordon fumble away from probably scoring on that drive too mm -hmm. our offense is starting to get their thing going I think this Colts defense is a good way to get it going mm -hmm. um, I think that Russell Wilson's quick ball and and deep threat is going to show out this game. Um, so I do, I think we're going to score, I'm going to say 26. Uh, I think we, we do score over 25. I agree with you. 26 to, uh, let's say, man, I want to, I just, just once, I just don't want to have a heart attack or like be mm -hmm. super angry at the TV until the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Can we, can we just win this like 26 to like 13 or Boy, 26 to 10 and just like, like actually win a game? That'd be pretty nice, wouldn't it? Pretty nice. Like, I, it's indie. Like, let's yeah. come on, and then yeah. let's go and get healthy for the Chargers. Like, that's yeah. all. Is that is that just too much to ask? That's it. That's it. It's that, it's think... like asking, like, just 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 cover your six gaps and and just cover just your win six the game. gaps and win the game. I don't. It's I, not that hard. I just I know. don't understand. It's not that hard. So you hopefully it's just every week we just yeah. don't get it. No, 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 we don't. But that's fine. We're only fans, Jared. That's us. We're not experts. That's what we're here for. We're not highly trained analysts. We're not uh, uh, journalists. Define highly trained analysts. I said we're not. What, we're not. That's those. another. <laughs> we're not those, though. That's what I'm saying. We're, I mean, technically, we're I am, but. Uh, you don't know about the six gap defense. Not, not so. NFL. Yeah, I don't know about the you six gap You don't know about the six gap defense. <laughs> How much could you really know about football? I was, I was um, going to say not in the NFL, but I'll, right. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. give that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Six yeah. gap defense. Come on. 
Um, anyway, uh, so let's, I mean, let's, let's roll into some closing thoughts here. And I okay. would just, I mean, I would just say, God, stay healthy, please. Yeah. <laughs> just, please you know, like, I, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to go into it too deep because we, t- we, we talked about it in depth in the tailgate talk last game. And like by the first period, they were just bring, first end of the first quarter. They were just bringing out the ambulances for Broncos players. It was a bloodbath yeah. out there. So let's, let's not this game, please, please. I know you're going to a, ter- a stadium with turf and I know it's Thursday night football and that sucks. So there's some factors working against you here. But let's just knock on wood and be healthy at the end of this game. Yeah, I echo those comments. I, okay. I don't, I don't, I just want, I want to come, I, you know, it's maybe I jinxed us because I said it last week too. Uh, I did, I did knock on wood, but I said it last week. I said, guys, we have a Thursday night game. If we can come out of here with a win and stay healthy, I'll be happy. And we did neither one of those things. Neither of those things. <laughs> and neither one of those things came true. And I blame myself. I that's have no fine. one to blame but myself on this. Yeah, that's so, fair. Um, I kind of blame you a little bit too now. I, you know, I would. Um, I just, uh, I think this game is, we have to win this game. We have to win against the AFC South. Because right now we're 0-1 against the AFC West. And uh, I think the Jacksonville game in London turned into a interesting game all of a sudden because Jacksonville somehow is good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we have of the next few games, we have Chargers, Jets, Jaguars, uh, and then the, again, Jaguars games in London. So we got a couple tough roads ahead. We have a tough games ahead. We need to come out of this on the upside. We can't go down two and three. Yeah. I, I I just we just can't we have to go we have to go into the Chargers three and two to make this happy. Um, I also will say this, and I, I know I say it a lot. And for those of you that have stuck around this long for the podcast, I appreciate it to listen to my my soapbox. But calm the fuck down, Broncos country. They won't. Like, I I I just like you know what it's it's we lost to the Raiders. I get it. People were mad that Russell Wilson was trading jerseys after the game and. And we talked about it the, uh, the week before. Like, this isn't the same Broncos team that's that's going up against the Raiders. The fans are more mad at the Raiders than the t- the players are. The the Raiders players are aren't even mad at the Broncos. Like, the, the, this rivalry, I don't even know how much of a rivalry it is anymore, other than what the fans bring to it. So, calling for everyone's head is a little bit extreme. I think that Daniel Hackett being on the hot seat already for a lot of Broncos country is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I think that the the articles and the the media that is being put out about how he's worse than Vic Fangio after four games is just absolutely ridiculous. I I think calling for Melvin Gordon to be the worst running back in Broncos history is the most ridiculous take ever. I just, I don't get, I don't get it. And we need to calm down and we need to understand that we're two and two on the season. We still have a lot of legs left and we have a, a team that's starting to click a little bit. And yeah, the defense didn't show up for one game out of four, but the offense started to. And once we get it all together, we're going to be fine. I get losing to the Raiders sucks, but come on guys, we have a lot of season left and there's a lot of chance to turn this around to be a very, very good team this season. So soapbox done. That's, that's where I'm at. And I got off my chest. I appreciate it, guys. And well uh, said, well said. Uh, I don't know if there's anything left to say, Jared. I don't. I think that I, you know those were our closing thoughts. They've got our score predictions. Is there? I mean, I, I mean, maybe there's only one thing I left to say. 
I think there's one thing left to say, and after everything, after a Raiders loss, going into a Thursday game, this is the most important thing to say. Out of After 39 minutes of our podcast, it all boils down to one thing, David, and that is go, go Broncos. Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.